Howdy, folks. You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode 54, Metropolis's Most Savage Racketeers. 55. 55. Okay. Wow, I put 54 on the you notes, did. didn't See, I? See, I'm reading what you wrote, and you're telling me it's wrong. That's right. You are doing what you are supposed to do. You're like the cop in the previous issue. I'm just issue. doing my just job. Just doing your job. <laughs> and I destroyed you. All right. Howdy, folks. You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode 55, Metropolis's Most Savage Racketeers. Hello and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed, and a thousand miles and three yawns to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hello. He says, yeah, it just eyes hit, watering. It, it really just freaking hit me, man. That's all right. I'll be all right. All right. Well, I I suggest we, we move ahead because we had quite a bit of banter with our Ages of Comics discussion last episode. Yeah. So if you guys are missing banter here, just go back one episode, listen to part of that banter, and, and it'll it'll fill in here. Yeah, exactly. So today what we're going to do is look at Metropolis's Most Savage Racketeers, which is the first story to appear in Superman issue number seven. That's written for us by Jerry Siegel, penciled by, well, Joe Schuster and Wayne Boring, maybe. Joe Schuster, probably. It depends on where you look. Uh, different yeah. people will tell you one or both Schuster and Boring, which both creators we've seen before, so e either of that is possible. Uh, the inker, though, is pretty uh, unanimously Wayne Boring. I mean, you look at the issue, and it doesn't look like... I mean, it's it's not just... it. No. Unless Joe Schuster was just throwing up some roughs, and then Wayne Boring came in and, you know, like, then finished it all up. That's... I can see that, but yeah, it, it was definitely not just Joe Schuster doing the Did true finishes, not just yeah. inking. Exactly. Superman um, issue seven has a cover date of November, December 1940. And according to Mike's Amazing World, an actual on sale date of September uh, 10, 1940. So for those of you that don't have access to the book, hold on, because here's what happened. The district attorney. George Lash is quoted by Clark Kent to be going after gang bosses Moran, Billings, and Norton. Hey, Norton. Mike Norton. So, oh. Later, Super... <laughs> I, I was going to do a, a impression, but I thought, no, that, that would Norton. be kind. Later, Superman sees Lash in a drunken stupor drugged by criminals. Investigating, he learns that Lash's wife was murdered, and Lash is the prime suspect. Convinced of Lash's innocence, Superman follows the gangsters and locates a document exonerating Lash. Good word, exonerating. Superman also brings in Nick Norton, who he suspects is this real killer. He tricks Norton into confessing his crimes to the police and framing Lash. So what'd you think? You know, this should be, because it's, you know, Superman going after gangsters you know, it's got the word racketeering in the title. This should be just one of those boring old Superman stories like we've been reading over and over and over. This was a lot of fun. This was, you know, it, it looked good. 
uh, even though it was Superman versus gangsters again, I think there was something a little different going on over what we've been dealing with so far. What grabbed me is the difference in the art. Um, that yep. I, I really noticed that, and there were there were there was lots of art. There seemed to be more panels than there has been in the recent past. Um, so they, they, there's plenty of of chances to see what Schuster and whomever Wayne Boring perhaps uh, were doing. Um, and I do have to point out we do have a Superman hanging. Uh, by his hands here, not a lynching, yep. but a hanging by his hands with a, uh, oh, I see fingers. Let me grab this hammer pounding on the fingers uh, kind of yep. response from the, the gangsters. So that that's our first uh, hanging Superman in, mm, I don't know, probably 10, 10 or so stories. Yeah, it's it seems like while. it's been a while. Been a while, so they're they're getting away from that. And here, before too long, I'm sure they will completely. Because when Superman starts to actually fly, there probably won't be a need for him to hang around. He can just levitate or whatever he does. So, oh yeah. Um, and and I, I also have to throw out uh, a hanging Superman is not to be confused with hanging Chad. Uh, those, yes, Ch- Chad is a completely different kind of hanger. Uh, you usually only see him hanging every four years. That's that's it. No, it so, I, I, I'm suddenly inspired to write about a superhero called Hanging Chad. Chad. He just hangs from ledges and listens to bad guys do bad things. There you go. He he is the superhero's uh, stoolie. He, he yeah. takes this information and passes it on to whichever superhero he can find and, and gives them information on what's going on. Um, yeah, the, the story itself was a little bit more... Uh, complex, let's say, than just a lot of the yeah. standard gangster stories and stuff like that. You had the uh, the the fact that first of all, it was the I want to say DA, but it was the prosecuting attorney. Is that what they called him? Which I guess is the yeah. equivalent of a DA. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, uh, he was involved. His wife is involved. Three different gangsters are involved. Um, we don't know that they're necessarily part of the same "quote unquote" family. You know, maybe they're they're working together, but they each are representing a different group of men. So that would add a little bit of complication. Um, I will will say that they they didn't fridge Lois in this in this story. Um, nope. This was pretty much Superman coming and going and doing stuff. So um, a little bit of a break since they did kind of. Fridge her last last story. They they took a break here with this one. Yeah, um, she kind of you know she's there at the beginning. Um, you know she's there when we meet the gangsters. She's all she's a part of that, and from that moment on, she's just she's just no until the very end. She's just not in the story anymore. Right. They didn't use her for any kind of leverage or anything like that. Um, and we did mention we did, haven't mentioned it here yet. We mentioned it last episode, very first panel. Uh, Clark comes up, got a good assignment for us, White. Yeah. Which is the introduction of who will turn out in several issues from now when they actually give the first name. Um, This is the introduction of Perry White, who, for those Superman fans out there, will know uh, he goes on to be the editor for a very long time. And he was, I mean, the, the radio show that's going on, Concurrently with this, 
has Perry White as the editor on the radio show. Right. They'd already introduced yeah. him. So. so this is another one of those characters that you, of course, associate with Superman and just assume he originally was, you know, he originally showed right. up in the comics. He's always been around. Out that, yeah. Yeah. But no, he comes from the radio show. And I, in the last episode, when it was discovered that, you know, when I discovered that this was Perry White, I said, uh, I can't believe I missed that. But, you know, of course, I, I just would have glossed over the fact sure. that they referred to the editor as White. That's what I'm used to. It's, you know, it, well, or it's just the name. You didn't yeah. have to see what the name was. You just know that he was referring to the editor. Okay. And, and go on with the story. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I have to point out that, where is it here? Lois calls Clark a particular name at some point in the story. They, uh, they're, they're given the assignment to go talk to the prosecuting attorney, prosecuting attorney, George Lash, who is apparently a big egotistical guy. Lois mm -hmm. is not a big fan of his. Uh, and then they go out to eat Lois and Clark and, there in the restaurant are the very three crime bosses that Lash has told them he's gonna he's gonna send up the river, and I, apparently right. they've already printed that in the newspaper. They've already told the story, and so when they see the three of them over there, Lois wants Clark to go introduce her to them because he kind of he kind of knows them, and Clark but Clark doesn't want to do it. So what does she call him? Mm, A panty waste. Panty waste. Here it is. Okay. But waste is spelled W I or W A I S T, -S -T. as in like the elastic in the panties, not yes. what panty waste normally means. The, the panty so, waste. That's yeah. yeah. So that's kind of weird. I, but I just that, you know, I, I said before we started recording tonight that there were, there was a moment in each one of the one moment in each one of these stories that made me go kind of cringe and that was the moment in this story panty waste okay yeah i just i i don't know i just i didn't i don't expect that a in my superman stories and b it's, coming out of lois's mouth i mean it, sure she's called him a uh you know a coward and and, and stuff like that not being a real man but panty well, it's, waste it's it's the late 30s early 40s men uh, first of all, are writing this. Let's let's keep that in mind as yes, well. Yes, that's true. You know, we're at, we're at a female writer. Uh, I'm sure something a little bit more, a, a little bit higher brow could have been introduced there than panty waist to get a get across that point. Uh, so, and the way, but the way they spell it makes me feel like it's a word, a name that maybe is they just used it a lot back then, but. Maybe Siegel doesn't quite understand what it actually means. <laughs> and okay. so Could that's be. why it's spelled that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those words that's part of the, the, the vocabulary at the time that people yep. say all the time. And you don't really understand what it means until somebody points out it's not the waste around. <laughs> you know, it's, woo. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty, I, I, I don't know. I found that kind of crazy. Um, I did really quite enjoy, though, when he does introduce Lois to these three gangsters. Right away, they start hitting on her, and right she's away. she's she's not having any of it. She's, you know, uh, well, right it, away, one of them is like, "I don't know." Reporters came this good looking Lois, and her response is, "Since we've been introduced, 
You can call me Miss Lane, Mr. Norton. Even Clark is getting in on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them says, that's how I like them, brother. Spunky and with looks. And he says, don't we all? Don't we all? So, Jeez. I mean, Clark Clark is right there, man. Yep. And then the, the uh, um, Moran, who apparently is the tough guy of the mm-hmm. three of them. Norton is the, the ladies' man. He's the suave. He's got the pencil-thin mustache. He's, he's like a Tony Stark. He, he is, as, then, as the kids say, is he the Bonner? I've never heard that before. That's the first, than, I think that's the first time I've ever heard Rather than debonair, he's the oh, bonger. Oh, okay. Yep. <clears throat> right over my head. Uh, sorry. Okay. But uh, they point out that, you know, use the reporters that <laughs> put the story in the paper. And, <laughs> use, yeah. <laughs> yeah Mor- Moran just gets, you can quote me, Mike Moran is saying the guy's full of hot air. Get that? You can quote me. And Lois is like, we get it. <laughs> Yep. Lois is not impressed. She's yeah, not, not scared. At all. She's not yep. impressed. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it seems like that that make me really enjoy Lois when she's used more, when she's not just used as the, 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 the person that Superman has to save, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's not her purpose at all in this issue. No. Oh, she's no, just, yeah, you know, no, no. but, uh, yeah, she's the next. You get that Princess Leia vibe from her with right. scenes like that. The next page, the top row, the middle panel. Have we seen speed lines on Superman like that before? I don't. I don't think quite like that. No. Um, that that I mean, seems like a lot of effort was put into that. Even the, the lines are even colored as the yeah. different parts of his uniform that they correspond to. Yeah. So. That that's uh, I thought that that was uh, an interesting change. Just that at least that one panel that they had gone to that kind of detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Wayne Boring. You know, Probably. you get these guys like Jack Burnley and and Wayne Boring in here, and you got some good stuff going on. Yep, they start adding to it. Oh yeah. So yeah, I was the- really quite shocked uh, when we find out that Flash's wife is dead. Um. I didn't believe for a second that he killed her. Oh, yeah, no. But, um, yeah, I was just like, holy crap, they, you know, those gangsters took it to a new level. It just got real. (laughs) And as Superman goes to investigate, though, you got to admit, it really looks bad for dude. Yeah. I mean, it... it, Yes. You know. But there's there's two moments in this book that are very contradictory to each other. So... When the the thing that the police use as their proof that it was him, that it was Lash that did it, it are the cigarette butts in the ashtray because mm-hmm. they're they're doubled over the way that they're squished, they're bent double, and right. only Lash does that. Everybody knows that only Lash does it. They make it a point to say that everybody knows that only Lash does that, so it has to be him. Yep, it's got to be him. They don't think that nothing enters her mind. Well. If everybody knows that he does it, then somebody could just as easily do it. it. Right. And then a little later, Superman, uh, you know, he makes a comment here at this point that there's a small piece of wood on the floor. I wonder what that has to do with anything. And we learn that it's a toothpick and only Norton chews on them toothpicks. So that's going to point, that's going to put you at the scene. And Norton's like, ah, anybody can chew on toothpicks. And I'm like, yeah. 
that's the same thing you could say about the cigarette butts. Right. But yet that was a closed shut case, you know, but the toothpick, nah. I I found that that kind of very contradictory. I thought it was really funny. Of course, nowadays they just check the DNA on the cigarette oh, yeah. butts it's, and the yeah. toothpick and, and the boom. Toothpick. Yeah. You know? See if they match. Well, they don't match. We'll see what it does match. Yeah. Superman, I think this is one of the first times we've seen him use his telescopic vision. We've seen him use his x-ray vision. He specifically says that he uses them both at the same time here. Mm, this is yeah. the one, right? Because he can't get into the... Yeah. He goes to uh, where the cops are, are, are going to the crime scene. And he knows that he can't get in. He goes, I can't follow them in, but my telescopic x-ray eyesight yeah. should acquaint uses- me with all that will occur in the house. The only thing they left, they, they should have also mentioned that he could hear everything they're saying as well. That would have... But, but yeah, the, the first time that both of those have been used at the same time by him. I think so, yeah. I also like when uh, Superman comes back to Lash after he has woken up from his drugged up stupor and tells Lash that his wife has died and that he's being, he believes that he's being framed for it. Lash's response is that he's, he's, he's conning him and he pulls a gun on him. Yeah, okay. But because of his super hearing, he knows that there's a, they're, they're talking about him on the radio. So he tunes it in real quick so he can hear the news report. Um, then let's see the next page after the news report panels. Uh, let me get back to it. the second panel on that page uh, sitting there with his head leaning over on his hand. Yeah. He looks like, um, um, Hardy of Laurel and Hardy. Um, <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. What was it? Stan, Stan Laurel and, um, All, Oliver? Is it Oliver Hardy? Was it, was it Oliver Hardy? Yeah. Yeah. He, that, he, he looks like him there. I thought <laughs> there's, they, he, they've had some really good facial expressions on that guy because when we, when we first meet him, um, you know, previously Lois says that he lashes young, energetic, gets results, but the trouble with him is he knows it and it goes to his head. So then the first panel we see of the guy, he's got this smirk on his face and mm-hmm. you, you could just see that he thinks he's pretty cool. You know, he yep. thinks a lot of himself. Yep. He's, he's doing the cuticle check there at one point and he's got that look on his face. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Yeah. And of course, like you said, we get Superman hanging from the ledge to hear the two gangsters talking mm-hmm. and they notice, of course. Fingers on the, <laughs> the fingertips on the windowsill. Yeah. Shh. And the one walks over with a hammer and says, Huh, no effect. Yeah. And then Superman, I like his reaction. He's like, Well, concealment's no longer possible. So I guess I'll come in here and All right, join yeah. you guys. Guess we'll we'll finish this up now. Uh new trick holding his hands in such a way that he reflects the bullets yeah. back at them. Yep. That's yep. that's different. And my immediate thought was, holy crap, he just he just ultimately just shot these guys down, but no, the, the yeah, bullets. Gunned them down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This, this was okay. That this page has my favorite moment. So the, 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 the tough guys are shooting him with the guns. He deflects the bullets, but it allows the, the crime bosses to run into their panic room. Basically it's a steel mm-hmm. box and the, the door is made of steel, but it's also electrified. and. Superman comes up to the door and he goes, hmm, electricity. They've thought of everything. 
but you didn't think of this. And this is just him kicking the door. <laughs> yeah, just blasting the door down. Yeah, I, that, that was funny. I just found that very funny for some reason. He cracks the safe, op- safe open with his hands. He uh, breaks it like an egg. Yeah. And is it me or that fi- that last panel on that page? Um, I'm gonna have. I would assume at this point that that guy's dead. Bursting through a brick wall like that with the, he, the dude had to have taken some of that in the head. He he should be. Yeah. Yeah. And and of course the panel before it and that panel the manner in which he's carrying the dude does not match. Two completely no, different holds there that he has. It's, yeah, it's like he, he he places him around his neck, but as he's crashing through the wall, he flips him around under his... Under his yeah, arm. Yeah, that's yeah. really weird. That's really weird, but... Because at first you're like, oh, he's actually doing the fireman's carry. Mm-hmm. He usually just tucks him under the arm. They're, they're, they're thinking about it, but no, by the... By the time he crashes through the wall, yeah, he's just got him tucked under the arm like normal. Cop using the word tarnation. Always enjoying that. What? Yes. Tarnation? That was for the uh, the radio audience reading the comic book. And then we have another. Uh, we've seen this at least once before where Superman tricks the bad guy into mm-hmm. confessing by uh, making up some evidence that doesn't actually exist. And it worked. Dude fell for it hard. <laughs> yeah, re- big time. Yeah, so, some some psychosomatic uh, yeah. things going on there with the dude. Tells him that the the bushes he was standing in was poison ivy, and so you should have you should within the next hour you should right. be getting a yep. very bad rash on your hands. And time will tell. And they just yeah. put him in the in a cell and let him stew. And that guy okay. freaks out, man. I, I need, need to see doctor! a doctor. <laughs> So maybe he's a hypochondriac, but yeah, he really just, know, man. once he implanted that idea in his brain that he's going to get poison ivy on his hands, that's, yep, mind over matter. And then it's over. <laughs> yep, that's it. He, he confesses and that's it. Uh, Clever enough to trick a confession out of Norton. So Lois that, uh, is that, siding with Superman. Yeah. That final page, one, two, three, fourth panel, where we see um, where Norton is yelling through the bars, you know, give me some medicine, blah, blah, my hands are itching. The the cop standing at the door looks like John Candy. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Which is absolutely impossible because Candy wasn't right. alive then. So. Yeah. But I found that kind of, kind of interesting. And then I like how, you know, when he's, He's yelling, get me some medicine. My hands are itching terribly. And the the officer tells him, before you get treatment, come clean. Did you kill Mrs. Lash? Yes, I did it. Yeah, really. Sounds like coercion to me, but whatever. It, itching, I don't think that hands. confession would I, I don't think that confession would stand up in court. I think a good lawyer would be able to throw that out. I also think a good lawyer would would be able to tell you that, well, Itching hands is not enough of a punishment to get somebody to confess to murder either. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's you true. know, I mean, you're you're going to go away for a good long time if you keep your mouth shut. Yeah, um, your hands are itching that badly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, our our gangsters of today are made of sterner stuff. I'll just say. I guess so. <laughs> Evidently, Superman subjected you to some applied psychology. You know, I don't, I don't think, uh, 
Al Capone uh, would be announcing yeah. what he's done because his hands itched. Yeah, that, that's all I'm right. saying. Al Capone, he he was the one that had Gungus Fungus of the crotch. Ultimately, I think is what uh, <laughs> what killed him, and and he still didn't admit to anything he did. So, I can only assume that Norton has never had anything remotely like poison <laughs> ivy in his life because his imagination really made it into something. I guess that yeah, it wasn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> He's willing to confess to killing a woman just to get some medicine to put on, just to, just for some calamine lotion. That's all he I'm, needs. I'm sure psychologists today would attribute that to some uh, some issue that occurred during his formative years uh, from his mother. That uh, yeah, who who knows? All right, there's nothing else uh, I want to say about this one. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I'm good too. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I'm Ed. That is Stephen, and this was the Superman Super Show. Ciao. Bye, ya. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Soup's Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. So I've been reading the um, the um, Dawn of DC books or whatever they're calling that. Yeah. And I read uh, Batman, whatever it is, 135 slash 900 or 134, whatever. The, but Batman 900, the most recent Batman. Okay. Pooh. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah, cat. Like dog, like donkey, like cow. Yeah. Um, be- Still Chip Zdarsky? Yeah. But what it was is it was the final chapter of his long running story. Really? That seems pretty quick. Why flag that as Dawn of DC when it's the last part of a story? That's right. I saw you tweet about I wondered what, what, what comic you were talking about. I saw that tweet. Yeah. That one. That seems dumb. I mean, now... Being in the middle of the run of a book, that's one thing. Like, uh, that's what they did with Catwoman. Um, But there had been some changes, and so it picked up, you know, right after those major changes. And you're wondering, well, you know, why is this person here, and why is that person there? And But but the, the story started somewhere. You know, it started in that situation. Yeah. Where here, in the Batman story, it is ending. And you don't necessarily know what the next situation will be. What's up, Doug? What's up, Doug? Yeah, I mean, something like the Dawn of DC, that's a, that I would figure is a, would be considered a jumping on point. Exactly. So to have the jumping on point for somebody be at the end of a storyline seems kind of, but you know, DC, as, as much as I have been enjoying new dc stuff more than new marvel stuff there have been some times i don't i i don't remember which uh event it was over the last couple of years but i remember 
jumping into it, it's like, all right, well, I'll read the the first issue of the event. And then it tells you like within the first page, go back and read this book and this book and this book and this book. And I'm like, no, I'm not right. reading that event because yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to What's- read four yeah. books you know that's, that's kind of not the point of of doing things that way what you know yep. what they're doing yep. is they're like they're they're double dipping and it's like well no that's yeah. that's not right it, it you know yeah yep, yep 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 but uh yeah what what others like um catwoman was in the middle of some action comics obviously that's in the middle of something um nightwing harley quinn but those all started for the dawn of dc at a starting point whereas like i said this batman yeah. is the final chapter of that particular story it's weird and i'm yeah I, I, it, it, yeah because even even with action comics kind of being in the middle of something it's it's almost that's more of like it was it had just ended a storyline that opened it opened up the this new right way for superman to be so almost like a like a soft reboot not a hard yeah restart yeah. yeah you didn't necessarily have to go back and read that stuff to figure out what's going on with superman at that point but you know it wasn't a just a complete reboot but still st- <laughs> for them to tag the last issue of the storyline just seems yeah i, I was i was very i was very pissed very pissed yeah all right well let me uh hmm, me for the burps i read all three of these stories today um and I had at least one moment in each story where I went, <laughs> you know, where, okay. where I cringed. One of them, though, was more, I think, on me. That I think it said a lot about me that I cringed at something. But <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll just tell you, it's the name of that town, Gay Town. You know, it's like that meant something completely uh, different back in 1940. Yeah, but, and I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why that was picked as the name of the town i don't think it was reflected in anything about the no. town so i'm like why yeah yeah you don't see like a gay town the happiest yeah, town happy in america yeah, or yeah. anything like that yeah, you know so i'm like why why gay town but okay yeah and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we get to that one but i noticed i don't think i'd noticed it before but in that store because they kept underlining gay town Every time mm-hmm. it came up, it was mm-hmm. underlined. And I was like, have they always done that? But I noticed every there was certain other things in the story that when they'd said it, they would underline, underline. it. So yeah. Like proper nouns or something. I, I don't know. It was weird. But well, like um, I I know like the name of a book you're supposed to underline, like when you write yeah. it. Um, I wonder if it has something to do with that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe some leftover of of doing stuff for newspapers back in the late '30s, early '40s. Maybe that's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we know that they did their lettering and their word balloons. It's like they, from issue to issue, it's like they 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 have it. They haven't come up with a standard way of lettering or right. any of that yet. So, yeah, you know, sometimes they have thought balloons. Sometimes they put their thoughts in parentheses. You know in the middle of a word balloon and so maybe that's just they're not that's their em- emphasis instead of bolding it underline it okay here's something if you share or open a file with a link you may not see the names of people who view it 
People you didn't invite individually will show up as anonymous animals when they're in the file. So does that mean that somebody has hacked that Google file? Is that what that would mean? Maybe. I mean, I don't see anything weird changed on it that, you know, we would say and it would be inappropriate or anything like that. So I don't. And I only see up here at the top, I only see your um, image. You're not. Do, Do me a favor. Jump, jump out of it real quick. Okay, I've closed it. It went away. It's you. (laughs) Because I'm not signed in. Okay, that'll do it. That's what it was. So anybody with the link can access it, but since you're not signed in, it comes up as anonymous jackalope. That's weird. But I should be signed into Google. No, here it is. I'm I'm not signed into Google. Okay, let me. Yeah, so so you know anonymous jackalope. So if you ever see that, you know... um, Whoever else has shared this, you're not logged in. You can't make yeah. changes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I just I I just Googled Google Doc Anonymous Jackalope. <laughs> and that's what it told me. Like hmm. it's amazing how much you can find by Googling something. Well, and probably a lot of people know it by now, but back in the day, um, it was a lot easier for me to find stuff on Google than a lot of other people because I came to the realization that Google was just a plain language search. Yeah. So you just type in the words directly that you're looking for, and that's when you would get the best results. And it's not anything, you know, not anything special that you had to do to search. Just search it the way you think it. Yep. I literally, when I'd search for something, I'd do it as a, I'd literally type in the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does blah, blah, blah mean? Or why is my, something not working okay I usually there. i usually have pretty good success doing that there now i see your okay your icon. yeah i see yours okay sorry about that but hey we learned something weird yeah all right um dang now my freaking back is starting to hurt that's not cool but i have a little dinosaur with me all right that'll make it better yeah if you were my grandson you would be loving this right now <laughs> sorry to disappoint I like to, I like to I have this little Spider-Man head and I will whenever we're doing FaceTime I'll pop it in like this and he okay, just like, like so funny okay yeah, yeah. alright um, thank you those of you like Doug who have joined live we officially haven't actually started recording our first episode yet but um, I, don't, I don't know what else to say I know. we can start recording it officially if you want yeah, you ready? I am now. All right, let's do this. Get a little bit of iced coffee here. Some strong stuff. All right. <clears throat> All right. So that was issue 30. So I'll close that. And all right. Let's see if we can get the, that was That was an hour. Yep. Let's just see if we can get these next two stories in in the next hour. because. Well, uh, you, you know you that my my earbuds will go out after two hours. So. But you you can't talk about the ages of comics in just fifteen right. minutes. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's I shouldn't not have, a discussion I, that, that yeah. is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, yep. All right. I'm ready to go. Are you good? I'm ready to go. Don't miss the next installment of Superman. <laughs> 